Section 17 of England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The World's Story, Volume 10. England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. Edited by Evermarch Tappan. Section 17. In the Days of the Plague. 1665 by daniel defoe in 1665 a terrible plague swept over england the most vivid of all the accounts of this awful visitation was written by daniel defoe he was a boy of five at the time of the pestilence but his descriptions are so realistic that his work has often been accepted for what it claims to be namely a diary of the times the editor it is incredible and scarcely to be imagined how the posts and corners of streets were plastered over with doctor's bills and papers of ignorant fellows quacking and tempering in physic inviting the people to come to them for remedies which invitation was generally set off with such flourishes as these viz infallible preventive pills against the plague never failing preservatives against the infection sovereign cordials against the corruption of the air exact regulations for the conduct of the body in case of an infection anti-pestilential pills incomparable drink against the plague never found out before a universal remedy for the plague the only true plague water the royal antidote against all kinds of infection and such a number more that i cannot reckon up and if i could it would fill a book of themselves to set them down others set up bills to summon people to their lodgings for directions and advice in the case of infection these had specious titles also such as these an eminent high dutch physician newly come over from holland where he resided during all the time of the great plague last year in amsterdam and cured multitudes of people that actually had the plague upon them an italian gentlewoman just arrived from naples having a choice secret to prevent infection which she found out by her great experience and did wonderful cures with it in the late plague there wherein there died twenty thousand in one day an ancient gentlewoman having practised with great success in the late plague in this city anno sixteen thirty six gives her advice only to the female sex to be spoken with etc an experienced physician who has long studied the doctrine of antidotes against all sorts of poison and infection has after forty years practice arrived to such skill as may with god's blessing direct persons how to prevent their being touched by any contagious distemper whatever he directs the poor gratis i take notice of these by way of specimen I could give you two or three dozen of the like and yet have abundance left behind tis sufficient from these to apprise any one of the humour of those times and how a set of thieves and pickpockets not only robbed and cheated the poor people of their money but poisoned their bodies with odious and fatal preparations some with mercury and some with other things as bad perfectly remote from the thing pretended to and rather hurtful than serviceable to the body in case an infection followed i cannot omit a subtlety of one of those quack operators with which he gulled the poor people to crowd about him but did nothing for them without money he had it seems 
added to his bills which he gave about the streets this advertisement in capital letters viz he gives advice to the poor for nothing abundance of poor people came to him accordingly to whom he made a great many fine speeches examined them to the state of their health and of the constitution of their bodies and told them many good things for them to do which were of no great moment but the issue and conclusion of all was that he had a preparation which if they took such a quantity of every morning he would pawn his life they should never have the plague no though they lived in the house with people that were infected this made the people all resolve to have it but then the price of that was so much i think it was half a crown but sir says one poor woman i am a poor almswoman and am kept by the parish and the bills say you give the poor your help for nothing ay good woman says the doctor so i do as i publish there i give my advice to the poor for nothing but not my physic alas sir says she that is a snare laid for the poor then for you give them your advice for nothing that is to say you advise them gratis to buy your physic for their money so does every shopkeeper with his wares here the woman began to give him ill words and stood at his door all that day telling her tale to all the people that came till the doctor finding she turned away his customers was obliged to call her upstairs again and give her his box of physic for nothing which perhaps too was good for nothing when she had it but to return to the people whose confusion fitted them to be imposed upon by all sorts of pretenders and by every mountebank there is no doubt but these quacking sorts of fellows raised great gains out of the miserable people for we daily found the crowds that ran after them were infinitely greater and their doors were more thronged than those of dr brooks dr upton dr hodges dr berwick or any though the most famous men of the times and i was told that some of them got five pounds a day by their physic but there was still another madness beyond all this which may serve to give an idea of the distracted humour of the poor people at that time and this was their following a worse sort of deceivers than any of the above for these petty thieves only deluded them to pick their pockets and get their money in which their wickedness whatever it was lay chiefly on the side of the deceivers deceiving not upon the deceived but in this part i am going to mention it lay chiefly on the people deceived or equally in both and this was in wearing charms philters exorcisms amulets and i know not what preparations to fortify the body with them against the plague as if the plague was not the hand of god but a kind of possession of an evil spirit and that it was to be kept off with crossings signs of the zodiac papers tied up with so many knots and certain words or figures written on them as particularly the word abracadabra formed in triangle or pyramid thus abracadabra abracadabr abracadab abracada abracad abraca abrac abra abr ab a others had the jesuits mark in a cross i h s others nothing but this mark thus i might spend a great deal of time in my exclamations against the follies and indeed the wickedness of those things in a time of such danger in a matter of such consequences as this of a national infection but my memorandums of these things relate rather to take notice only of the fact 
and mention only that it was so how the poor people found the insufficiency of those things and how many of them were afterwards carried away in the dead carts and thrown into the common graves of every parish with these hellish charms and trumpery hanging about their necks remains to be spoken of as we go along all this was the effect of the hurry the people were in after the first notion of the plague being at hand was among them and which may be said to be from about michaelmas sixteen sixty four but more particularly after the two men died in st giles in the beginning of december and again after another alarm in february for when the plague evidently spread itself they soon began to see the folly of trusting to those unperforming creatures who had gulled them of their money and then their fears worked another way namely to amazement and stupidity not knowing what course to take nor what to do either to help or relieve themselves but they ran about from one neighbour's house to another and even in the streets from one door to another with repeated cries of lord have mercy upon us what shall we do indeed the poor people were to be pitied in one particular thing in which they had little or no relief and which i desire to mention with a serious awe and reflection which perhaps every one that reads this may not relish namely that whereas death now began not as we may say to hover over every one's head only but to look into their houses and chambers and stare in their faces though there might be some stupidity and dullness of the mind and there was so a great deal yet there was a great deal of just alarm sounded in the very inmost soul if i may so say of others many consciences were awakened many hard hearts melted into tears and many a penitent confession was made of crimes long concealed it would have wounded the soul of any christian to have heard the dying groans of many a despairing creature and none durst come near to comfort them many a robbery many a murder was then confessed aloud and nobody surviving to record the accounts of it people might be heard even in the streets as we passed along calling upon god for mercy through jesus christ and saying i have been a thief i have been a murderer and the like and none durst stop to make the least inquiry into such things or to administer comfort to the poor creatures that in the anguish both of soul and body thus cried out some of the ministers did visit the sick at first and for a little while but it was not to be done it would have been present death to have gone into some houses the very barriers of the dead who were the most hardened creatures in town were sometimes beaten back and so terrified that they durst not go into the houses where whole families were swept away together and where the circumstances were most particularly horrible as some were but this was indeed at the first heat of the distemper time inured them to it all and they ventured everywhere afterwards without hesitation as i shall have occasion to mention at large hereafter i am supposing now the plague to be begun as i have said and that the magistrates began to take the condition of the people into their serious consideration what they did as to the regulation of inhabitants and of infected families i shall speak to by itself but as to the affair of health it is proper to mention it here that having seen the foolish humour of the people in running after quacks and mountebanks wizards and fortune-tellers which they did as above even to madness the lord mayor a very sober and religious gentleman appointed physicians and surgeons for the relief of the poor i mean the diseased poor and in particular 
ordered the college of physicians to publish directions for cheap remedies for the poor in all circumstances of the distemper this indeed was one of the most charitable and judicious things that could be done at that time for this drove the people from haunting the doors of every dispenser of bills and from taking down blindly and without consideration poison for physic and death instead of life end of section seventeen this recording is in the public domain